Hello and welcome to Nikki and Joe Discussing Series. My name is Josiel Vasconcelos, but you can call me Joe. And I am Nicole Camille, also known as Nikki, and we are two Brazilian advanced English students. I'm an English teacher. And I'm an accounting student, and I'm passionate about the language. And we have found here on this podcast a new way to have fun while we practice English. If you love TV series just like we do, stay with us every week when we watch and talk about all the details of the episodes. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Nikki Joe Podcast, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Hello, welcome back to Nikki and Joe Discussing Series. Today we're going to be talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Episode 6 and 7. Episode 6, Mistaken Identity, was written by Susan Boritz and Andy Boritz, directed by Jeff Melman and was originally aired in October 15th, 1990. So the episode starts with Vivian and Phil uh, going to Palm Springs. They're going to stay the weekend there with friends of Phil's. And Vivian asks Hillary to take care of Ashley because she thinks that Ashley cannot be alone by herself, I guess. And But Hillary doesn't like this idea. And Vivian also tells Jeffrey to take the weekend off. And Jeffrey, of course, he enjoys this idea because uh, the poor butler never has a, a day off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Phil's friend's wife is learning how to fly a helicopter, and yeah, and she says that she can she can take them to Palm Springs uh, by helicopter. And Will, he he also wants to go. He wants to go to Palm Springs. Language corner. <laughs> Will, before you get your mojo working, I think there's something you should know. You're not going. Yo, you better tell that to my mojo because his bags is packed. So, yeah, uh, Will says, tell that to my mojo. And mojo can mean talisman, magical charm, uh, power. So, it has, like, the origins on magical stuff. But in this context, means confidence or personal charisma in order to attract or influence people. He's, like, already working on his mojo to get girls, you know. He also wants to go. He wants to go to Palm Springs. And somebody has to take the, the cars there. And Will suggests to, Will suggests to Phil's friends that he should ask someone responsible to take the car to them. Uh, because he wanted the, he wanted this guy to choose him, obviously, uh, because he wanted to go there. But Phil's friend actually chooses Carlton, and will get surprised, I guess, because he thought he was going to be chosen. And, and then there's this moment that I, I don't know, I think it was cringy, because. Uh, Phil's friend was trying to uh, convince Carlton to take the car, and he says like that the the women wear the skimpiest of bikinis, you know. Because mm. yeah, he said this too. Yeah, and also uh, Carlton, they do this joke. It's 
this part is like a joke because Carton's not interested in the girls. Uh, he's interested. Uh, he's more interested in golfing. Mm -hmm. They are kind of trying to make a joke, joke about Carton when they show that. So sometimes I wonder. I don't know because the next the next episode. I think we can see a bit of homophobic uh, jokes. And I wonder if this one is also, you know, because I think that they are trying to say that Carton is gay. Don't you think so? I didn't get it this way. <laughs> because he says uh, the ladies wear the skimpies of bikinis and then... Carton says, yeah, I, I sure could use a good game of golf. You know, like, I don't care about the the bikinis. <laughs> Maybe he yeah, just I... doesn't really care about <laughs> it. So, yeah, okay. No, I don't know. I just didn't see as they portraying Carton as... I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't see it this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so next scene, we see Carlton driving the car at night. And he's... He thinks he's alone and he's and he's singing in the car and Will surprises him. He, Will was in the back seat hidden and he surprises Carlton wearing this Freddy Krueger costume and Carlton gets scared because he thought he was alone. And, and Will also said because of the costume. <laughs> because of the costume too. Yeah. Who wouldn't get scared? Yeah, that that's costume. a really dangerous thing to do, Will. Mm -hmm. Terrible. I have dreamt with Freddy Krueger before. Seriously? And seriously, <laughs> yes. And it was terrifying. And I think if I had, if I had seen like someone wearing the Freddy Krueger costume um, behind me, I would have died <laughs> there in the car. Yeah, I have. I would have had a heart movie. attack. <laughs> you haven't. No, yeah, you because shouldn't. you know you that shouldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm really scared. Uh, it scares me a lot. Is the is cream costume? But it, I don't think it is. I don't think it is scary. Yeah, but the meanie, you know, because if you see him, uh, you're probably going to die. <laughs> because yeah, no, but it's because you... have you watched uh, the parody? Yes, um, I'm afraid of the parody too. <laughs> what's the name in English? Oh, I don't know in English, but I'm it's... I'm really scared of it. Really, the parody? Yes, even you? the the all all the scenes are too are they're creepy. I don't know <laughs> the the guy who took Viagra, and <laughs> do you remember the? I think it was the beginning of the second movie. I don't know. Mm, this one he... is the third or the fourth one, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, it's really it... strange. Yeah, but I think the screen, screen movies are funny because of the parodies. I mm. always, it always reminds me of the parody. Yeah, it makes sense. And yeah, going back to the episode, I... they start talking during the road trip when they are stopped by this police officer and he asks for the license and the vehicle registration and Carlton is acting all respectful towards the police officer he always tries to show that he respects his job that he respects um, what, 
what the police officer is doing, like that he thinks that it, that is that's a correct behavior, I think, mm -hmm. I guess. And yeah, and then Carlton, when Carlton takes the vehicle registration, he says that the car doesn't belong to them. And <laughs> I'm and, laughing because, um, you know, it was kind of a recipe for disaster because. Mm -hmm. No. He was he's a little stupid sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And mm. I I think uh not stupid but we see later that he he had never been on this situation before and because yes. of that he, he he's kind of uh In, innocent. How can I say naive because Yeah, naive. Because he um couldn't imagine that this would happen to him. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. And then the police officer, when he says that the car isn't theirs, um, will, well, will this entire moment with the police officer stopping them, um, Will's trying to show to Carlton that the police officer is not being friendly. Mm -hmm. And he tries to show to Carlton that no matter what he does, the police will always, will always think that he's a thief or something like this. But Carlton doesn't want to to listen to Will, and and then after he said that the car doesn't belong to them, the police officer takes them to the police station, thinking that they are thieves, and we know why, right? Because we are going to see more about it in the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if it's a good time, but I would like to bring some. Uh, data about police violence against black people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, clearly the officer doesn't care about uh, any anything that they're saying, they're talking, uh, that Carlton is saying. And I was listening to this podcast recently. I think I told you about it. Uh, black History in Two Minutes. And I heard mm -hmm. some data about police violence against black people and according to the podcast um, they bring some historical like roots for this racial disparity that happens in the prison system and mm -hmm. in 1865 uh, about three five years after the abolition um, the the government passed a law uh, to demanding that convicts uh, black mm -hmm. black people who were arrested yes black people who were arrested they would have to work as basically slaves in farms and since they were not being they were not paying for this work the farms weren't paying uh the the work that they would do there it would it would be like even worse than when they were slaves because because they you know they wouldn't waste any money if they the the convict were working till death you know so it was really terrible and mm -hmm. they brought some like uh, data again <laughs> uh, that. Before abolition, 99% uh, mm -hmm. of prison inmates were formed by white people 
and afterwards 85% were black. So it's really weird if you think about it. Why before abolition, people, white people were the majority in prison, and then when black people were free, they were um, incarcerated. You know, they were. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yes, and so of course we see that it's because it was um, in pro of free labor, and. Mm -hmm. They uh, would like profit more uh, when they arrest people, black people. So terrible. And nowadays, according to them, 40% of the inmates are black. And black people are only about 13% of the U.S. population. population. So, again, it's, it's still weird. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, due to racism and capitalism, of course. They... They still make money off black people's lives because if you are a prisoner there, um, the yes, the prison will uh, earn uh, an amount of money per day um, for each people who are uh, incarcerated that are um, for the for the inmates. So mm -hmm. uh, they still find a way to profit um, out of black people's lives. So it's something really, um, how can I say? I don't even have words for it, it's but something it's, it's revolting. It's something that used to happen um, during those times, but it's, it's, it's still very recurring nowadays, I guess. Yes. And it's sad that again, we are seeing... Uh, this happening, this contrast between Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that 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 is a TV series from the early '90s, and the same thing still happening now on 2020. So, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of things haven't evolved yet. Yeah, but sadly, uh, some other things. Uh, I think they are better, right? So we have to. Uh, oh my goodness, the dogs are crazy. I have to keep on having faith. I don't know. That was my comment. I have another another comment later. Mm, yeah. So after that scene, um, Carlton and Will they they are in they are in the police station. Uh, the cops are making are asking them some questions. They are kind of they are making trying to make them confess that they are thieves that they stole the car. And Carlton tries to show tries to tell them that the car belongs to his father's friend. But the police officer thinks, yeah, he says that they live in Bel Air, and he says he says all the truth. And Will's trying to show him that no matter what he's going to say, the police is always going going to think he's lying, and the police think the police officer thinks he's thinks this is a kind of a joke, and he thinks he's like he thinks the the guys are being disrespectful, mm -hmm. like because he doesn't want to believe that two black dudes like were driving a car in the middle of the night are like rich people with rich friends or white friends 
and Will tries to say things like to make the police officers, like to make the cops stop. Stop what? Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying to avoid more questions, I think. Yeah, he's trying to avoid more questions. And he's saying things like to try to calm the situation. Yes, and, and it seems like Will knows the whole routine, you know? Yeah. So I've... it kind of gave me the vibe that he... Um, he has been through something like this before yes. in his life. Yeah, I thought yeah. the same. Because he, he, he acts like he's experienced in this kind of matter. Not yeah, only it's like scene, he knows but, uh, everything but also... that it's like he knows that everything that the cops will do, like mm, yeah, actually he does. <laughs> everything mm -hmm. he says happens, mm -hmm. and we get this this we understand this that will has been through the same kind of things before, uh, because in this because of this scene and also because of some things that we're going to see later in this episode. Uh, that Will's trying to tell Carlton how the police system works. And yeah, we're going to see more about it a little further today. Mm -hmm. And after this, uh, the cops put them in a cell. Because he, they are pretty sure that they are thieves. And that they're lying about being rich. Um, yeah, and then... We cut to the to the scene when they are in the cell. They 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 are with a, a guy. There's this white guy with them in the cell, and and Will is a little scared of him, I guess. <laughs> and and Will is worried about Carlton just a little bit, not much. And he starts singing, trying to make cheer Carlton up a little bit because he was too worried and afraid of what was going to happen to him the only thing that carlton could think about was the was the university yeah. and what was going to happen with his image after that and all of the all of those things that he always that he's always um yeah, but if crazy he, about uh were really arrested and you know because he he would ha actually lose the chances to go to a Ivy mm -hmm. League school. So yes, yeah, I think he had the right to be uh, worried mm -hmm. about that this time. <laughs> yes, and then Will tries to cheer him up singing, and yeah, and they start singing, and uh, the other guy that is with them in the cell, he starts singing too. And but he sings like he's in a, a musical. those kind of yeah those kind of musical, and and Will's Will's like looking at him mm -hmm. with a scary face <laughs> with a with a scary look in his eye, and he says something funny. Um, I'm going to I'm going to quote what he said to Carlton. He says, "Anytime you see a white guy in jail, you know he did something bad, because we know that." The police is usually more like, at least they are trying to emphasize that the that the police is usually trying to um, arrest black people in usually in general. Yes, and the the data that we saw uh, 
puts that in evidence. I don't know. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just a, a quick mention. They again dropped another historical aspect uh, on the show when they sing "Let My People Go." Uh, mm -hmm. I was listening to this podcast again, the same podcast, and I heard this song, and I uh, immediately like remembered the that it was about this. It, it it was this religious group. This song "Let My People Go" was performed by this uh, a cappella group. Uh, Fisk Jubilee Singers, which was the first African-American musical group formed like about 10 years later, uh, 10 years after abolition. So it's really important, I think, to mention that. Um, and that's interesting because this white guy knew the song, you know. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's it was... great. What? Uh, I think it's great that the show is always bringing in these small doses um, historical aspects about black people. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, just doing a bit of an advertisement, not paid. <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about uh, the Jubilees, this group, and black history, check out the podcast Black History in Two Minutes. It's really interesting. I think I've heard about these these guys, the Jubilees. It's like three guys in a white suit, or four guys. I don't know. I think they were like a. I understood that they were a big group that started in this university, Fisk. Um, it's a black. Uh, it's a African American university, mm -hmm. and. I understood that they have like this kind of it's like glee, you know, every like every uh year they cast other members mm -hmm. to participate on the group and they would be like a, a choir. So yeah. After the scene when the guy sang, Will has the idea to he says that he he's going to confess that they stole the car, but only if the they broadcast this live on TV so that they can call the attention of their parents from uh, that their parents are watching uh, some kind of game in Palm Springs. And Will, yeah, Will has this idea to um, confess live on TV. And yeah, and it works. And uh, they bring some, like the press comes to to interview him. Um, I I don't know why it was such a big deal, like <laughs> that the they would actually call the a reporter to. I think it's because it's a a rich place, you know, uh, rich people. So they really wanted to catch the thieves. So yeah, I think that's why they. When they're so fast. Yes, and then it works. They they can a reporter comes, and they will starts like he he's dressing as a as a thief as a bad guy, and he starts saying a lot of things like that he they did it that they stole the car that they I don't know a lot of things related to the crime <laughs> and. <laughs> 
He's looking like a lunatic with a uh -huh, with an eye patch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and then when they they are going to interview Carlton, he starts crying, calling for his dad, as we all <laughs> knew that he was going to do. <laughs> and after this, Vivian and Phil saw them on TV, and they went there. They went to the police station to pick them up. And Vivian, uh, she immediately gets angry because she knows that the police that the police made a mistake by uh, arresting them. Vivian demands that they that they let them go, but the cops uh, don't want to accept it, and they tell her to shut up. And Phil, he gets angry when he when he hears it. He gets pissed actually. And he starts saying a lot of things, and the yeah, police... the cops were really disrespectful. Yes, like, at the very beginning, to this couple, like they are like forty year old people, they wouldn't be like messing around, you know. So mm -hmm. the guy didn't have to be so disrespectful, but we know why. So yeah, okay. Yeah, we know why. Continue. <laughs> and. Yeah, and then uh, Phil was pissed when he when he heard the cops telling his wife to shut up, and but the cops are still being disrespectful. Um, they, as you said, we know why, and and then the and then Phil's friend shows up, and he's saying that he's the he's he's saying that the guys didn't steal the car. He's saying that. He's friends with Phil and they are partners. And only after these white guys showed up it was when the police officers believed them. Yes, that Phil was a real... He believed that Phil was a real uh, lawyer. Yeah, only after the white guy showed up. And, uh, and then Phil starts saying a lot of things to the police officers. He, he was demanding that they would release the guys and but m most importantly the the phrase that had more impact uh and i quote i will tie this place up with so much litigation that your grandchildren will gonna need lawyers and only after this uh it was when the police the police guys the policemen released them finally i don't think i don't know if you noticed but one of the police officers is played by uh, Hank Azaria, who was David on Friends. Do you remember him? You who didn't remember him? Which one? Which character? One of the the police officers were Phoebe's scientist boyfriend, the one who went to Minsk. Which one? Oh my to god, Minsk? I think it was the one who said, uh, let them go. He was David. Yes, he was David, the the one one of the police officers. There's three police officers, and one of them was the guy who played David on Friends. You didn't realize no. that? Oh, and no, you call yourself not. a big fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of Friends. I just don't like David. Seriously? Oh, yes. I love him. I he's one of my favorite, like my favorite uh, cast members. David, really? Yes. He's so useless to me. <laughs> oh, he I think was he's... a bit weird, but he was really nice. I, and... I think I just don't like him because I am because I'm Teen Mike. <laughs> so 
So I guess because of this, I don't like David. Yeah, I, I was, uh, to be honest, I was really divided between the two of them. If I had to choose, <laughs> I think uh, Phoebe actually, she didn't uh, really choose because David had to go to, to stay Minsk. in Minsk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was Yeah, but nice. I don't know. I think, I think Mike, uh, because their, her story with Mike was so unexpected, you know, was so like it was meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. the way that it, the way that it happened, the way that it started. And why yeah. are we talking about friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is not the show. <laughs> Let's go back to <laughs> fresh. This is not the show. <laughs> Focus. One day we can make a special, but not today. <laughs> oh, right. I had so many things to talk about friends. <laughs> yeah, we should do like a, a special episode, like a about... Christmas, Christmas yeah. special. I don't know. Yeah. With facts about friends, with friends and facts. All the, and all the Christmas episodes of friends. Like, we could talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, we should do this. In a whole, in a whole <laughs> yeah, everyone, every episode together. So, yeah, let's come uh, back to <laughs> <laughs> So, going back to the series that matters now, <laughs> the Fresh Prince of <laughs> Bel-Air. Uh, they went back home and, and they start talking to... No, first... They went back home and Hillary, Vivian asks Hillary how their weekend was. And Hillary said that they went to this cafe. Actually, Hillary said that Ashley did some housework. I don't remember exactly what she did right now, but she did something. Yeah, like she did everything for Hillary. Mm -hmm. and, and then she Because, said that she'll um... reward her. Because Jeffrey was there on his day off, but he was not supposed to do anything. And I forgot to mention this, but it's really sad that um, apparently Jeffrey doesn't have anywhere else to go because who would yeah. stay in the place you work when it's your day off? But Yeah, yeah. I noticed this too, but I think that that is because he's from, uh, he's from England. Maybe yeah. he doesn't have any relative. But he lives there friends. since since uh Hillary was a, a young child, so he was supposed uh -huh. to have people already. It's really sad because he clearly clearly he um his life is the family. Like uh -huh. yeah. yeah, but he's also he's also part of the family. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but he should have some other relatives mm -hmm. or friends there. It's yeah. weird. It's true. It's sad. And Hillary said that to reward Ashley for doing the housework, she would she took her to a cafe and they drank espresso. And Vivian, when he heard this, she got worried about Ashley because Ashley cannot drink espresso. I don't know why. But then Ashley shows up running all around the house like a lunatic, like a crazy, a crazy person uh, because she's all energetic. Yeah. And then Hillary, no, and then Ashley wanted to, wanted to do a lot of things at the same time because she was full energetic for drinking espresso. And Will and Carlton start talking about their experience uh, going to jail. And they start saying what, what, what happened, how it happened. 
But yeah, Carlton said that the cops were just doing their job. And still, after everything that they went through, he still, he still shows respect for them um, in a way that he he still looks he still looks like he's trying to believe that the cops were he's still trying to believe that the cops were good guys that they were doing this for the right purpose yeah but it seems to me like he's in denial you know like it was so such a shock that he still uh couldn't digest that it just happened because mm. of his color. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Will gets pissed when he hears it uh, because he cannot believe that Carlton would be so innocent, would act so naive, and he starts saying that, yeah, but what, what, Will's, what Will's trying to show him is that This is how a black guy is going to be treated by the police, no matter what what you're doing, no matter how honest uh, your intentions are. This is the kind of things that will happen to a black guy. And Carlton, the only thing that Carlton says is that he believes that they were just doing their job and that he believes in the system. Yeah. He, I think he wants to believe that He wants to believe that it works, that the system works. Will still tries to show him that the only thing that got them arrested was their color. But it's useless. Uh, Carlton doesn't want to accept it. Carlton was telling Will. He was trying to convince Will that the only reason that they were stopped was because they were driving too slow. That's why he wanted to believe. Will uh, still tries to show him that they were arrested because of their color, but it was useless, so he left. And then Phil comes to the living room, and Carlton says, If you were a policeman, and you saw a car driving two miles an hour, wouldn't you stop it? And Phil says, I asked myself the same question the first time I was, I was stopped. And we see that Phil also had been through these kind of things. Yeah. And Carlton sits alone in the living room. It's a very strong scene. Carlton's sitting on the couch. He starts reflecting and he says, I would. But in that scene, we can see that he starts to think about the situation. He starts considering the real reason that they were arrested. Yeah, I just felt a little sorry for how much he wanted to believe that they were they weren't victim of racism. Yeah, or um, or Carton so he spent so much time like in the air quotes white um like society that he can't see it that he believes that you know black people look suspicious you know that he kind mm -hmm. of has uh prejudice uh discrimination against his own uh race i don't know it's something to I think wouldn't say about. that he has i wouldn't say that he has prejudice against his own race 
I just think that he doesn't think that there is prejudice mm-hmm. against against black yeah, people. I mean. Or maybe he does. He does know, but he doesn't think it is a big deal. Yeah, which is also a way of, of way that... like, mm-hmm. uh, not considering people who suffer prejudice all the time. So it is too yes. bad. I don't know. It's something like he, for us to think he about. Know. No. Mm-hmm. Analyze True. maybe deeper. I don't know. If someone has a, so if someone is listening and has another theory about that, about uh, Carlton's behavior, uh, you know, let us know. <laughs> yes. Episode seven: Deaf Poet Society. This episode was written by John Bowman, interacted by Jeff Melman, and it was first aired in October 22nd, 1990. Starting by the title of the episode, I guess it's a reference to the very famous movie from the 90s, That Poet Society. Do you remember this movie? I'm not sure if I have seen this. Yeah, uh, but in this case, uh, the poets aren't dead, uh, but they are deaf which it's short for definitely or also uh can mean very good or excellent which i think it's a bit funny because no one in this episode is that good of a poet uh, mm-hmm. so i think there was a kind of joke there and but i think will's poem was pretty good actually <laughs> yes he was very creative but mm-hmm. like I just think about uh, Jeffrey <laughs> uh, performing performing his uh, poem here because it was really strange. But okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very, very weird. Yes, um, the episode starts with Will voguing, um, which I I would like to mention because this is something that I saw in other TV series. And it was like a Madonna hit on during the 80s. And mm-hmm. like everyone likes to do the the voguing from this time. Like I think it was early 90s, late 80s. And Phil arrives home. And I think he gets a, li- a little bit annoyed in my opinion. When he sees Will doing nothing. And... He was at work, like, the whole day. And he mm-hmm. suggests that Will find the after-school activity. And we get a funny moment here on the beginning with Hillary because she clearly doesn't go to college that much. But mm-hmm. she's still uh, trying to reinforce the importance of doing other activities after Uh, it's cool so you don't become shallow because if you are uh, as she says uh, it's really important because if you don't do other activities you become shallow and because of that you miss the most important thing that is the best nightclubs so <laughs> for me it was really funny to see again she uh, like trying not to Saying that she's not shallow, but acting really shallow. It's something that it's like a... a Very ironic. Yes, and it's like a, a thing about her 
personality. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, Phil says that if he doesn't want to do a, join a club, he should go do a part-time job. And then we'll kind of imagine him working on the these fast food uh, companies. And he's kind of dreading. <laughs> he's kind of afraid of this reality. What I think it's kind of... Uh, interesting because he was not born rich and this is like a very common part-time job that young people from the US they they tend to do to get like a, an extra money uh, money to go out and these kinds of things so uh, it seems to me that he it's kind of getting too used to the bank's lifestyle You know, it's starting to get mm -hmm. into his head. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Did you get the vibe? <laughs> mm, I just got this vibe now that you mentioned. But it makes sense. Like, he's been living with them for a few months now, I guess. Yes. But yeah, he's kind of interested in... It kind of shows that he's interested in making his education better. Like, putting in... Like in first place somehow. Even though he yeah. still jokes around a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's trying he's getting used to that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then he uh because he doesn't want to work on uh, fast food, he agrees to go to a club. Oh, sorry. Yes, a uh school club. Um But then there is this this silly joke that I, I'm starting to get this. I don't know if I'm seeing uh, homophobia where there is not. But uh, he says, I am down with staying at an all boys school after dark. Like, you know, like if something was mm -hmm. going to happen to him. I don't know if he stays there. Uh, it looked a little bit. Like, he, he was yeah. implying that he's going to be, like, uh, air quotes. Molested. A, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it gave me this, like, a homophobic joke sort of thing, you know. Yeah. But actually, there is a very explicit homophobic joke in this episode. Another one? But, it, um, like, when he's in the end of the... Almost in the end of the episode... When he's saying that he was only he only got into the into the club was to get girls, and he says like, um, "Why would guys were getting poetry clubs for another reason that wouldn't be to get girls?" Something like this, and in that scene he said something else that was a little that could uh, relate to some homophobic meaning, but it was something in, related to this. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. No, no, for me it was more like disrespectful towards women than other, you know, groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe both. <laughs> We cut to the school and he still hasn't decided what club he will uh, be part of. But then he sees, of course, he sees girls and he follows them to see what they're doing. And they're taking poetry and he starts to... 
he starts to he just joins the the poetry club with this teacher I think his name is Ned who is kind of trying to get along with him talking about Denzel Washington and you know as if that would impress Will um, mm -hmm. and he's a, he's that exactly kind of teacher that wants to act cool that he wants to act Uh, like the the students. Yes. He starts saying some slang and something. It, it was very cringy to watch a little bit. Sorry. It was a little cringy, the way he talks. Yes, he's like all the time trying to impress him, trying to say that he, um, I don't know what he's trying to say. Like he went to the same groups that will, you know, he's assuming that. Because mm -hmm. he is black and Denzel Washington is black, uh, that will get Will's attention. I don't know. And I, I really like the scene, uh, the next scene that the the girl starts to read a poem by Sylvia Plath, and I kind of envied her because when I was in school, in school, we didn't have the chance to have this kind of clubs, you know, to read poetry. And yeah, maybe. Is there any kind of club uh, in, in our, at least in schools in our state? Yeah, I don't know. Even in, uh, at my college, uh, it's a state college, right? Uh, mm -hmm. the, the only clubs would be like the ones who the students would prepare, and also the studying groups that are focused on post post graduation programs mm -hmm. studies the studies uh, about the post graduation programs so yeah poetry was something that was not really as it is right uh, it's not really seen as such an important matter so yeah i didn't mm -hmm. have that And then when Will is there in the class, he immediately uh, makes up a poet, a poet, because he sees that there are some girls that he got interested in, and then he makes up a poet called Raphael de la de la Ghetto, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is really funny because it's like Raphael from the ghetto, mm -hmm. and the the. The teacher, he says that he knows the guy. <laughs> so, yeah. again, to... Again? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, he makes up a poem. And he starts reading this poem. And everyone enjoys it. The poem actually gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it was... <laughs> the yeah, clock is ticking, was... talking... <laughs> No, it was because he was so because he he made up a poem like out of nowhere with the things that he had in, in the room. <laughs> it was kind of creative. Yeah, he was really inspired. It uh -huh. seems like he he has the you know, maybe he would be good at it. Uh so and then everyone likes the the poem and 
the girl, this particular girl, I think her name is Christine, Christina, she mm -hmm. kind of seems to be hitting on him. Like, she says the words like passionate, exciting, my body quivers, you know, like mm -hmm. trying to get him, I don't know. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna say that, but I was gonna well, say yeah, that's the final that's the final point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then uh, Will starts to get home, and he gets home, and immediately starts to write more poems to impress her. And he and then we see Jess. He shows up like I think it's been like many episodes since the last time that he was there, right? And then, yeah, uh, Jess is there. He kind of jokes about the, the poetry. And again, we see Will making that joke about Carter not acting like, air quotes, uh, black enough. Black. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of lost count uh, of the, the many times that he said the same joke. Maybe he, the only episode that he didn't say was the, the last episode, episode six. I don't know. So I think it's because Will is very um I think he's very disappointed for seeing a black guy, you know, he doesn't respect and who doesn't understand what goes on in the Yeah, I think in the, in the world, you know, like uh like with all the racism and in all the all the thing that Will's been through, you know, I I think he's just disappointed for seeing someone like I'm not I'm not saying that he's right for doing what he does to Carlton. He's not right for saying this kind of stuff, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, as I see that it's like I think he's disappointed for seeing this, you know, that scene. Yeah, I think that are also like more layers to to this mm -hmm. matter because it's like he because every time that Carlton kind of does something to diminish him he plays the card that he doesn't look like a black person you know mm -hmm. so i think there's also this prejudice that will has against carton because of the way yes of, of the of his behaviors and yeah everything that we talked about on the first episode it's pretty bad because it's not because you're black that you have to act like the Like everyone else, you know, so mm -hmm. yeah, there's it's really problematic. Next time, I'm just gonna count, you know, like oh, the the 70, <laughs> it's the like the 10th uh, <laughs> time that he does that, yeah. Um, so Jess made some joke about Phil, Jess makes a joke about Phil's weight, right. Again, uh -huh. oh my god! <laughs> It's now that I'm rewatching. I'm there are so so much, so many things that didn't age well. You know, It's sometimes uh -huh. hard to to some see. Some things did, some others didn't. Yeah, we get here a little bit of information about Jeffrey's life that he used to be a poet, and we also get the information that Vivian teaches literature in college. We hadn't seen that. Before. It was the first time that they mentioned this. I think so because I mentioned before, but it wasn't time yet. It was like a spoiler. Uh 
Um, and then um, uh, Christina arrives there and he's kind of playing the sensitive poet, you know, to get her like more interested. And I think he she kind of pressures him to uh, take the poet to the school, to their school. You know, she's kind of begging him to bring the guy to the school and promise him, like, kissing him. And I don't know, it's like she's using her to, in order to get the the poet to appear in the school. She's, she, he's using her? She, she's, using she's using herself <laughs> as a, an object to, to make a trade, you know? I don't know, it's... She's using herself as a weapon uh, to <laughs> to get the guy into school. Yeah, it's uh, like a, more like a, I would say, a product, you know, like, if you... She's not saying, but for me, she's acting like that. If you bring him to, to our school, um, we can have something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I got that impression. And then uh, Vivian... Uh, hears that they're going to be, there's going to be this poetry reading on the school, and she wants everyone to go. And then Philip says that if we show up there, uh, we will cramp his style. Language corner. Wait a minute now, Vivian. Let's be a little sensitive here. Will only joined the poetry club because he had a crush on Christina. If we show up, we'll cramp his style. Okay, you're right. Cramp his style, in this context, uh, cramp means to inhibit someone from acting freely or naturally. So, uh, what he's saying here is that if you be there, uh, Will's not going to be able to act like he would. Like, for example, to... Uh, kiss the girl to hook up with the girl if they are there so yeah that's it uh, of course there's no the the poet that will is supposed to take to the school it's not going to be there uh, so he asks uh, Jess to find someone who would like act who would be this fake poet. And on the day of the presentation, the, the poetry reading, he doesn't show up. And Jeffrey steps in to help Will, to help Will, and he puts on the dashiki, that uh, outfit that he's wearing, and the afro, mm -hmm. and he reads the poem that Will wrote, uh, but he gets too excited and starts... Like, performing his own poem from, like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. And it's really <laughs> a funny moment because uh -huh. he gets to, like, it's like he's a, it seems like he's in a, in a play or something. Um, and yeah, it was, it was his time to shine. <laughs> yes. But then everyone notices, like, people who know him uh, start talking that it's actually the butler and I and then what happens next is that Christina uh, talks to Will like 
uh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then Jazz, not to, uh, it seems like he doesn't want Will to go through this bad situation. He steps in and uh, <laughs> and he steps in and says to Christina that he's the actual, yeah, that he's actually the, he's actually Rafael. It's a mix. De la it's Ghetto. a mix of. It's a mix of French with Spanish, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's Italian, right? Don't know. Italian? G yeah, Raphael, I think it's an Italian name. Oh, yeah, Raphael? it's like Raphael, it's an Italian name. De la Ghetto, it's like... De la, uh, de la Spanish? It's Spanish with... Yeah. Um, ghetto ghetto is it's, French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really It's mix. a mix. Yeah. A mix of Latin culture. And then Jess uh, wins her over, uh, Christina, and they, like, go out together. And, well, it's kind yeah, of... He wins, he wins her over, but it's not like he wanted to. <laughs> mm. he, was, he was just trying to help Will, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> also... But, he, but then, yeah, but then he took advantage of the situation when he saw that she was interested in him. Yes. And then he took advantage um uh, but yeah will is, is okay with that he doesn't care that much he wasn't that interested in her um yes it's not like he was in love with her right he was just <laughs> lusting was just... Uh, -huh. <laughs> uh and it was just a crush yeah and and then when he got home Like, uh, everyone is kind of praising him for his poetry. And I was like, he just did something really wrong and embarrassing, but he's he doesn't care at all. If it was me, I would be really embarrassed, you know, because the whole thing uh, was fake. But no, everyone's like praising him and they are laughing about the situation. And I think it doesn't give him much of a sense of responsibility for his actions, you know. I know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was, he's kind of, uh, we could see that he's really creative. But still, I think that he, you know, should have like felt a little bit guilty. Don't you think so? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm, well, I, I agree with you that he is very creative. Um, I also mentioned this in the in the scene when he's, he he created the poetry. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to emphasize a little bit on this creativity matter because since the beginning of the show, we can see that he's very creative. Uh, when, in the scene when he meets Ashley... And when they are in the in her bedroom, like in the first episode, I guess, he starts like rapping a lot of things. Yeah. And he starts creating a lot of rap songs out of nowhere, and uh, yeah, he always does something like this that uh, he creates things like in the moment, out of the blue, that mm, not everyone would be able to create, I guess. And yeah, I think he's very creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe yeah, he has a future time. in arts. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he would have a 
very great a very good future mm-hmm. uh, in art yeah i don't know yet because i haven't finished the series i think there's only four episodes left and i couldn't go through the the last episodes of the the final season okay um and then on this last scene we get another like um because we only have few scenes with vivian uh, right now and we get just a bit of her of the aspects of her personality and we get here that she uh it's a studious person you know she appreciates poetry and she reads this mm-hmm. poem by amira baraka um And again, they are bringing to the show this cultural and historical aspects of black uh, African Americans' historical and cultural background. And he was, mm-hmm. this guy was a, an activist uh, and a writer uh, during the, uh, he started like in the, during the 60s. And he used to write about uh, against racism and colonialism. So, another, like, positive point uh, for the show. Uh, because they bring this sort of stuff. And I think it's really interesting because, like, it makes us want to learn, you know. To know yeah, more about... Yeah, about the background. Yeah, it's about the... What's behind the, the show. Yeah, so I think it's great that they do that. And also, this ha- they have this little... Uh, comedy like this little joke at the end if you want to learn more about poetry uh, go to Dava (laughs) he doesn't say it but it's like he's going to say uh, a website or something like he was doing a advertisement and I think it's really funny because I do that in my house like all the time because Sometimes when I'm talking too much about something, like it seems like I'm trying to sell a product <laughs> and I stop and like talk to no one, to my family. Like, you, we're doing you tell it. it, you say it to yourself? No, like, I say no it out loud. Hit. Yeah, it's like because my family, we are all, we're all really uh, in, in each other's uh, mind, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And sometimes we joke that we live in a, a TV series. So <laughs> that wouldn't be a surprise for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we What a bad what a what a bad TV series it might be for me. Oh, mine, mine... would be really funny. <laughs> no, mine wouldn't. <laughs> I think it would be like a complete series like a, a comedy drama show. The the mm-hmm. best kind. So yeah, we finished this episode with this little joke, uh, and I also like when they, I didn't used to like it, but now I appreciate when they do like this joke, looking at the camera, talking to the audience, you know, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's different. So yeah, what did you think about these two episodes? <laughs> mm, yeah, both the episodes had two completely different um critical matters yes for me the funniest moment of this episode was it was when uh jeffrey was performing his uh poetry and he's saying like cannons to the right cannons to the left 
It's really a really dramatic reading, and I thought it was <laughs> uh -huh. really funny. What about you? For me, I think that my favorite scene was one scene in the in the in the other episode in the previous one when when Carlton calls the, his parents. He's trying to talk to Phil to pick them up at the police station. And Phil's friend's wife is one is the one who picks up the phone, but she doesn't understand what Carlton's saying. And he says that he's in jail and she thinks that he's going to Yale. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that was the funniest moment for me. So that was it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Nikki Joe Podcast. And hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you. Thank you.